Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. I am your friendly neighborhood host, Dre Harrison, and welcome to part two of what we call in, I guess, launch season, I suppose. Pre-season like a mini season. season in itself, isn't it? Yeah, like pre-season season, we'll call it that. Um, it'll roll right off the tongue. And we're recording this just hours after Ferrari's mainline launch. Um and it was quite the spectacle. I mean, Kieran, you were you were on Twitch live streaming it along with Hannah. And how did you guys find it first and foremost? Yeah, I, I think I wasn't necessarily sold until we saw a car on track. <laughs> and that was when I realized that I think every launch would involve the car being driven rather than just sticking a livery on a 2022 car. Um, it's just it's hearing the car again, it's the first time I've properly thought the season's coming. We're about to get there. And that's nothing but a good thing. Um, I think maybe other people could have could take lessons from that in the future. Um, but Hannah, what about you? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, like you said, it was kind of very mid before the car was on track. And I don't think any of us were expecting to see that, but I'm so glad that it ended like that because it really made um, an average launch very, very good. Um, and yeah, like you said, it just made you so excited to for the race to races to start kicking off again and even you know going into testing um it's just making me so excited and enthusiastic about it so i think this launch was the perfect launch personally yeah i i can't disagree and the, the question i was going to fly around in the room in a minute was was this the best car launch ever because like if they're not the sort of things you immediately remember but I think this one will go down in the memory quite well because I think it ticked just about every box. I think you had, you know, in, in, the enthusiastic crowd really helped here as well. Like you have in, it's not like Aston Martin, which we'll get to later, where they're mostly just sitting on their hands, standing awkwardly, um, you know, guys in, in full race gear in the front row, just looking out of place. You had a proper passionate Tifosi crowd in the Fiorano, like, audience section at the back they were clapping they were cheering they were genuinely excited well okay if they were plants because i know people are very quick to play that card they were very good at it i'll say that much um but they were fantastic they got driver interviews in they got the academy involved um they i i, I agree with kieran i think it was starting to drag just a little bit and then they were like, oh, we're going to have a live shakedown. I'm like, oh, we're getting the car. <laughs> yes. And and yes, seeing the new Scuderia SF23 actually out on track for a couple of laps with Charles. And some cool team radio as well. It's worth mentioning. We had Carlos and Charles actually talk to each other, um, which was like, I love the, I don't know if you heard the Charles, hello, mates, yeah. um, which I thought was quite funny, um, which also like, both foreign drivers using the term mate a lot. I think it's just great. <laughs> I love that. Was that the best launch ever? Was there one that you can think of that was like on that sort of level? Well, I think it, it, you know, I think human beings, we are very fickle. And I think if something ends well and then we have a day to talk about it, it becomes the best thing we've ever done. I think if, if you look at it overall, like the first 20 minutes before the car was revealed, I wouldn't put it anywhere near that category. It was standard corporate waffle. Um, but it's it's always helped when that corporate waffle is so helpfully intertwined with genu um, genuine tradition and passion. 
And that's the advantage the Tifosi have over everyone else who's attending these car launches. It is a collective, it is a community, and it's it just it, it puts energy into the most boring and mo- most mundane of things. Um, so I, I never like to jump on board as soon as something happens and going, is this the best thing of this that's ever happened? Because, you know, I mean, nothing springs to mind, but will this spring to mind to me in two years' time? Probably not. But the idea of having... The, the idea itself, having a car that during the launch goes on track and you get to watch it and hear it and feel it and experience it, that is something that I think is always going to help something be at the top of that ladder. Yeah, I was going to say, like, a better way of putting it, this one's for you, Hannah. Um, should this be the blueprint for launches going forward? Because we've seen many different approaches to this in the last week or so, two weeks now, since we've seen different manufacturers and different teams launch their cars. Should this be the blueprint going forward? Well, I mean, it had a lot of aspects to it that were really good. and But it, on the other hand, it did also have a couple of moments that were you know, maybe a little bit boring and not very entertaining. But then the question comes in of, are car launches purely for entertainment? Because obviously it's important to talk about the technical side of things and, you know, the changes on the car. But this season we've seen only livery launches. There haven't been car launches really. And so if you take away that technical side, is it purely just for entertainment? And if so, should it be more short and snappy? And should they have more cars on track or however however it could be um so i think that ferrari did a good job at their launch like you said the passionate fans the car on track it was just a bit unexpected and i think that they've done a good job because we're only really talking about the launch itself and we haven't even mentioned the livery yet which is the whole point so i think that they did a good job but i suppose it's it depends for from team to team because Alpha Tari, we kind of expected this big, amazing, we'll go, I mean, we'll go into it into more detail in a second, but like we kind of expected this big thing and it wasn't that. Um, and that was a little bit controversial because some people did want a long launch, maybe not long, but like longer than what it was. Um, and it's so it's subjective. Everyone wants different things, but I do think Ferrari did a, did a good job at their launch. So maybe it is the blueprint going forward. I don't know. I mean, I'll certainly say watching along on my Twitter timeline because I was I obviously wasn't on Twitch, but I was obviously live tweeting along as it was happening. That was the most universally positive launch event that I've seen on social media since these started, um, you know, just over a week or so ago, or oh, two weeks ago, really, more than anything else. So I think Ferrari nailed it personally. I think they. Well, got it, it, is that not just because we've seen a car? Are people glo- like are people remembering the rest of it much more positively just because they got a car out? I think that might be something to do with it. Certainly, I mean, actually seeing a car on track is going to tickle is going to bread a lot of people's butter, uh, butter a lot of people's bread, so to speak. <laughs> uh, I, I mentioned butter and bread because of Carlos Signs, and I had to write about this earlier about him saying he's overweight because of um, antipasti, which I thought was quite funny. Um, I'm overweight just because I'm generally unhealthy. <laughs> same. <laughs> um, so you know. First world problems for Carlos Sainz, Formula One driver problems, so to speak. But yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I think them putting an actual car out there was a masterstroke. Um, that 
I mean, it helps when you've got your own test track to play with. You know, I mean, let's be honest. Um, that, that's a that's a that's a luxury privilege that most teams don't have. Um, you, you normally just get these like fifteen second clips of them on filming days coming out of the garage, like Alpha Romeo did earlier this week, and I think Alpha Tauri also did today. Funnily enough. Um, and speaking of Alpha Tauri, um, we'll get into that right before an ad break. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. Everyone needs to take care of their mental well-being, even hotshot Formula One drivers. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable and entirely online just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge if you want to live a more empowered life therapy can get you there visit betterhelp.com wtf1 today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash wtf1 Hannah alluded to it perfectly alpha tauri was on the complete other end of the scale here like again, Kieran, you've got to say for those who missed out on seeing it live on the Twitch stream, what exactly happened when you tried to cover that launch? Um, well, I mean, it was my first time hosting a launch stream mm. and got excited. We made a Formula One launch bingo thing, uh, it was included, great. included elements such as overhead shot of the Brooklyn Bridge and all these kinds of things. Um, Alpha Towery clothing being included. Yep. And we were paying so much attention to that and playing the game that we had spent quite a long time devising and preparing that when looking away or taking a sip of my beer, um, I turned back to see that I was on the Williams launch video from a, the week before. <laughs> and I obviously said to myself, what's happened here? And I can't remember, was it about two minutes, 40 seconds? And I missed the car. Both me and Charlie missed the car being revealed and had Chad that chat had to explain it to us. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, generally I would say two minutes is quite a long time. Mm. But in this case, I would suggest that maybe, it was, I mean, really well produced. It was a really lovely two minutes to watch. Fair play to him. Yeah, really slick but video. It, it very much seems to be going along that theme of Alpha Tauri or a fashion brand who happened to dabble in cars rather than <laughs> yeah. a racing team who have a fashion line. Yeah, it's it's really weird because I mean, if you're a hardcore F1 fan, you know these guys are Toro Rosso predominantly, you know the the Red Bull B team, and yet now they're trying to break out as this like unknown newcomer fashion brand that happens to be tied in with Red Bull. And yeah, I completely agree. The video was incredibly slick. It was very well produced. You know, they showed off the car. It was short and sweet and to the point. I wonder, Hannah, did it feel a bit empty to you by the time it was all over when you saw it? Yeah, I really was expecting to see, you know, some chatting with the drivers or team principal, like whatever it would be. I mean, that's what happens in the classic car launch. So that's what I was expecting. And I think I did want that. I wanted that element of we're at the launch for Alpha Tauri, we're in New York. And that's something that I was quite disappointed with, I think. I, I think with Red Bull as well. Both of them happened in New York. And I know we predicted or we thought that the Alfatari 
launch was going to happen on Brooklyn Bridge, and we were thinking, oh, what what are the logistics behind that? Yeah, it was in um, all the it was in all the advertising, yeah, promo shots and all of that. Yeah, so yeah, it was a fair assumption. Mm, and I think we were all expecting some big, amazing car launch, which obviously, like the two minute twenty video, it was great. But I think I wanted to see some live studio or live thing going on where we could actually talk and discuss the car as well. Um, it was a little bit disappointing with me. I really liked the video, but I wish it was, you know, sandwiched in between two other th- videos, maybe live things. And also take bringing in that element of New York as well, because I feel like they missed that. I mean, they're in such an amazing place, but that wasn't really mentioned at all. Mm. So the question I wanted to ask you guys, now we've seen, gosh, eight of these teams go at it now. So we've had the majority of the field. We've seen, I think, mostly three different types of show. We've had like the one hour long sort of show, like Red Bull and Aston Martin have done, like, like you know, get the whole team involved, lengthy discussions, um, you know, general corporate waffle as Kieran quite eloquently put it um and what have you we've had the more shorter version we've had like the 20 minute like the McLaren and um and Williams which had 15 20 minute to the point very quick presentations and that sort of style has gone down and we've had the Haas approach and the Alpha Tire approach of well here's nothing here's our car off you go like so ha- now you've seen and we've covered the majority of these which style do you prefer and do you think there's a right approach to this well i personally and I, i've said this throughout each launch after we've seen them i i thought williams and mclaren nailed it personally in in terms of t- if you take take the car on track out of ferrari's launch yes I, I would not have enjoyed watching that i don't think i don't think i would have come away feeling i got anything out of that um not quite to the extent of red bull but it would have been along those lines. Whereas Williams and McLaren, like Ferrari, you've got two teams with such a rich history in the sport. And McLaren particularly, their montages, it's the 60th anniversary, which is apparently a big deal I'm supposed to care about. 60, <laughs> six, 60 is not an important year. I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not having it's the, it. It's the diamond anniversary. That, that, that's they're a big they're deal. not a couple. They're <laughs> not a couple, Dre. They're a business. Okay, um, fine. <laughs> if you insist. McLaren, I mean, apart from some maybe questionable presenting from Vic Starr in his first couple of minutes. <laughs> I think he'd never seen an auto cue in his life. It was a bit Lawrence <laughs> Stroll-esque from last year. Um, yes. But all the video was really well produced. You see the car, you see the drivers, you chat to them a little bit, and then it's done. And Williams did that really well as well. Really well produced, um, slick. I thought Will Buxton did a very good job on that. I know he gets a lot of stick from people for Drive to Survive, but I thought he did a very good job. I agree. And just... That it, it, there was content, there was stuff for every element of fans someone who wants to focus on the technical side, someone who just wants to feel like excitement and pumped up by something. And you get to see the car fairly quickly, you can carry on with your day thinking, Oh, that was a nice 20 minutes. So that's what I would go with the, the Williams and McLaren approach. Yeah, what about you, Hannah? Mm. Yeah, I think that an hour for a car launch is maybe a little bit too long. I suppose with the Ferrari having it out on track, you know, added a bit of time and I'm not complaining about that at all. Um, But around the half an hour mark, I feel like is the sweet spot. You've got a bit of chatting, a bit of montages or whatever the team's prepared. And then the unveiling of the car, talking about the livery, um, a little bit of a fan aspect and I think that's perfect as well um, I do like the kind of light shows and the cool 
videos that the teams make I always do look forward to that because I feel like they make the car look really really cool and that just excites me for the races to begin um but yeah on the whole I think about half an hour for a car launch is probably enough I think yeah I mean I look at I think Ferraris was about an hour all told or coming close towards the hour mark by the time they'd actually gotten the car back in and they'd finished everything yeah I I think if you if you can run a car at a track as part of the show then absolutely do that because it's an easy win for hardcore fans clearly if you can't do that which obviously the majority of teams can't do then I, I, I'm in complete agreement with 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 you guys on this one. I think a 20 minute, um, a to the point sort of presentation, cover the key aspects, talk about the car, talk about delivery. If you want to mention your partners, feel free. Of course, it's part of the job as from an advertising standpoint, and talk to your drivers because that's what people care about most. I mean, for all the engineering talk, this is still a sport about the fleshy bit behind the wheel. You know, we care. <laughs> I know about that. Was that a made really... me feel slightly ill. That, <laughs> that was a really morbid way of describing the drivers. I know, but I mean, we care about the drivers a lot, probably more than the cars themselves. So sit down with them for a few minutes as well. And, you know, that's that's I think a well-rounded show. I think Williams and McLaren were absolutely the best for that. But if you got a car, get a car around. It certainly helps. I think Ferrari maybe should have. Uh, it would have been interesting to see a car introduced. You see it for the first time on a lap around the track. Yeah, like dr- drone footage following it around or watching it ride it. And obviously, it's a big production, but mm. like that'd be cool. That would be great cool. way you get the car. Having said all that, I also really respect how Haas did it as well. I think actually just putting the pictures out, <laughs> make like let us make up our own decision is kind Give of... Give me that over Red Bull any day. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this pod is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Admit it, you're on your phone all the time. We all are. But did you know that phone carriers collect data on whatever it is you're doing? which is why we use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that prevents your phone carrier from being able to see the sites you visit and send it off to third parties. All it takes is a tap of a button and all of your network data gets encrypted and rerouted through ExpressVPN's secure servers for ultimate privacy. Not only does it shield your web browsing, ExpressVPN protects all of your network data so you can stay private even when using your favorite apps. Whether you're an iPhone, Android, or even a tablet user, ExpressVPN works on all your devices. The best part is one subscription can be used on up to five devices at the same time. I have my whole family using ExpressVPN too. When your phone carrier tracks you, that's an invasion of privacy. You can either keep letting them cash in on you or visit expressvpn.com forward slash WTF1 to get the same VPN I use. Take back your online privacy today and use our link to get three months extra for free. That's expressvpn.com slash WTF1. Expressvpn.com slash WTF1. So one thing I wanted to put out there, because it's I've seen other people discuss this in other places. Do you think the sport would benefit from having something like a launch party or a launch day? where all 10 teams launch all of their cars on the same day in one hub, one-stop shop, make it a big fan event, you know, obviously live stream the whole thing over maybe a six to eight hour sort of maybe like live stream sort of day. 
As I've seen people speculate about that, do you think that would be better than spreading this out over a two, three week span preseason and having their own individual shows? Is that something you'd like to see? I mean, after the eighth launch, um, I definitely feel like I would rather there was much less spreading out of these events because I, I, I'm starting to start watching them now and I just trying to find the will to live because you, <laughs> you know exactly what you're going to be getting and mm. it's all part of it it's all part of the process and then once you're watching it you're like oh, okay great but essentially what you are getting is the same thing just with different interpretations and i if i look at the question you've asked there as could i see it being really really cool to have maybe i don't know in Bahrain just before testing you've got this arena where each car drives out one by one, you have a little chat with each driver. I, I can picture it incredibly. And it, it seems amazing. I feel like it's a complete hypothetical that would absolutely never happen because the teams, they need to, like you said about sponsor arrangements, they need to, you know, Red Bull aren't going to want to separate their other brands from the advertising for their formula one brand, because ultimately no one's really going to be watching those things separately. Mm. They need to get that word out through the formula one launch. But for the fans, what would be best? Like, you can watch a two-hour amazing event with a full sold-out either track or stadium. It could literally be anything with light shows, fireworks. It could be unbelievably good, but sadly, it's never going to happen. Would you like that approach more, Hannah? I mean, at first, when you first mentioned it, I thought, "Mm, I don't know if I'm too keen on that because if you have one event for one day, in the middle of February, for example, you've then got, you know, a few days of like talking about what happened. And then after that, it's just dead until testing and then until the race. So at first I was like, "Mm, I kind of like how it's spread out because you can get excited for each one and then each team can have their own thing. But then you mentioned the fireworks and the atmosphere (laughs) and the crowd and a sold out track. And I thought actually that would be really, really cool for like a whole pre-season event I suppose it'd be difficult to choose the location of that but you sold me on that I think now I've changed my mind (laughs) (laughs) what can I say Uh, well (laughs) Formula One I'll take a commission if you end up doing that (laughs) yeah yeah put put us on the competition committee yeah that that could that could work (laughs) I just as as Hannah was talking about it and as you were talking about it Kieran it, it gave me a flashback to do you remember Miami on Thursday before we had the first Miami race, where there was like what, last Thursday, no, like, 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 no, like the first day of like Miami. <laughs> I see what you did. Um, <laughs> potentially, what what are you talking about? It was like it was the driver festival on the Thursday night oh, before yeah. the weekend started, where they, they had this big live stream event. I think it was like 10 30, 11 p.m. at night, and they had all the drivers on a podium. David Croft and Naomi Schiff was hosting it. They had mm. a quick chat with all the drivers, obviously introduced them to the fans. Fans were like, "Oh yeah, get your phones out, take some selfies." you know all of that and had a live dj and an artist and i'm thinking they could do that for cars and i think people would be into it or at least hate watch and take the mickey um but i think that's something that could work i mean yes i think from a practical standpoint i think what kieran's saying is is spot on and that unfortunately practicality corporate sponsors getting their own share of their own screen time probably would be a problem so there'd have to be a lot, probably a lot of negotiating if that was ever going to happen. But I think that would be a great idea. I think, I think a lot of people like the big pomp and circumstance. I remember my, I was speaking to my dad about this, and he was like, "Remember when they used to have the Spice Girls and Jamiroquai launching McLarens?" And I was like, 
And Lewis Hamilton flying down from the ceiling. Yeah, like, I, I could yeah. see how people might like that sort of pro wrestling sort of big spectacle event sort of WrestleMania entrance for, for yeah. a car launch. I can get, get a, that. Get a couple of bands in or artists and then just each each car. So say we start the order to get the grid in reverse from last year. So say Williams is like a two minute little montage shown on the screens in the stadiums and we watch it. Probably produced by Sky because they know how to do this stuff really well. Like oh, so, yeah. you've got you've got consistency over everything, and then the the car drives out onto like a platform. Um, the drivers are there, team bosses there, and just do that for each per each team, and then you could have a whole day or like two days of media. They're doing interviews, so you can hear about these technical things about the car. You can hear about design inspirations for the livery, and that content still exists. But all of this excitement that we want from the launches, if that's what you want, is in one package. And you could just you can make so much money out of that with sponsorships and like you say, with artists and bands and it'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. I'm more sold on it the more I speak. <laughs> I love that we've just basically I wasn't sure about it either. The more we've talked about it, the more we've kind of like built ourselves into thinking, hang on, this could actually work. Um, yeah, you I, might I, as well I, put it in Las Vegas. At this point, you just put everything in America. Yeah, go, go all the way with it. I mean, look, you, you did that whole pre-race ceremony in Miami and, you know, glitz and glamour. Like, Liberty loved that sort of big pageantry sort of events. You know, why not, I guess, go all the way with it. You know, people are going to call it ridiculous, but it works for the sport and it gets people interested and it gets them talking. So... I'd love us to know in the comments and if, if you're watching along, let us know. Would you listen to this? Would this be an idea that you would like? Um, let us know. We, we'd love to hear your feedback on it. But uh, this will do it for this edition of the WTF. Oh, sorry, can I say one last thing before we go? Go on. Uh, there is a clip from Aston Martin's launch of Lawrence Stroll walking off stage, and it is <laughs> genuinely the funniest thing I've ever watched. And I've, <laughs> I've seen it 20 times, and I've cried laughing every time. So just <laughs> search that on Instagram or TikTok just to make your day a little bit better. It, 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 this is very true, because I like we didn't talk much about the Aston launch, because it was very by the numbers um, for the most part. But like it's like Lawrence Stroll doesn't quite... It's like he, he knows too much where the camera is, or he doesn't know where the camera is, because... <laughs> He just stares into it like it like it's his soul. It's it's amazing. Um, very very funny clip of ideas. And then he leans into it as well. He yeah. walks me, like leans into the camera. Yeah, it's, it's the it's, funniest it's, thing. It's brilliant. Oh, oh god, yeah, that, that was the highlight of an otherwise pretty boring Aston Martin launch. Yeah. If I do say so myself. Sorry, you can um, finish the podcast now, Dre. There you oh go. yeah, fair enough. I had to get that one in. But yeah, that'll do it for another edition of the WTF1 podcast. I've been Dre. That's been Kieran and Hannah. Thank you very much for watching and listening in. And we'll catch you guys soon. Sayonara. Bye. Bye.